0: Steve asked me about a month ago would I speak on Father's Day. Without hesitation, I said yes. And then a couple hours later, I thought, oh, what have I done? Um, It's pretty rare for me to come up and speak like this. Uh, It reminds me back of a movie. I remember the Titans about 10 years ago. A situation where the starting quarterback, Rev, gets hurt. And uh, he goes out of the lineup and they bring in the long blonde haired sunshine and uh, a guy called sunshine and he steps in and, and uh, tells his teammates, he said, I got this. Well, I say, uh, with a lot of, with some prayer and, and, uh, some preparation, I think I've got this. Uh, and also minus the chop block there was no chop blocking necessary that sunshine put on the opponents. But, uh, I, I very thankful for the opportunity to be able to, to speak this morning. Um, most thankful for the heavenly father that we all have uh, god has blessed me in so many ways i can't begin to imagine um he has he forgives through everything all of our shortcomings uh, all the mistakes that we've made uh through prayer and through the blood of his son that we have have forgiveness for everything that we we uh do wrong and i'm very thankful for that uh, because I know I've needed that over the years. I've um, been very blessed. Uh, as uh, Jerry said, I was raised in a Christian home. About When I was about five years old, or my dad uh, started to worship at the uh, Piketon Church of Christ up on the hill, the uh, same place where Jamie was raised. Uh, and uh, from that, few, several years later, I, I was baptized, and uh, my life is has uh, for gone the right direction since that time and for that reason. Um, my parents uh, taught me discipline, uh, my dad did, and my also um, they encouraged me to attend a Christian college, which I did. And uh, I look back and think uh, sometimes the, the small decisions we seem to think at the time uh, come out and they, they have a, a major effect on the consequences and the results that happened years later, and I'm very thankful uh, that I made some decisions to go to a Christian college. Um, my parents are, are still faithful to this day, and I know that uh, they've had a, a major influence, and, and I learned a lot from my dad so far as helping others uh, and uh, things that uh, I could never measure up to what he's done, but, but I, I've learned some valuable lessons there. Um, When I went away to college I had a track coach down at Harding, uh, Ted Lloyd, uh, in my father's absence, of course being in Arkansas you're far away. I know Coach Lloyd was a a mentor and a father figure to me. Uh, He taught me uh, things that I look back at the the past 30 to 35 years I've been coaching and and, uh, learned that you can uh, be a Christian and coach. You can be nice to people and still be somewhat successful and I, I really appreciate the lessons that he taught me um, raising a family has been much easier for me uh, with the with the wife that I've had, Sherry uh, I've been very blessed uh, not knowing the type of mother she would be, I guess when you're young and in love, you don't understand or re- realize how valuable that is, but I've been very fortunate and maybe that was just a stroke of luck there, but uh, she's a great mother, and, and if you're out there and you're young and you're going to choose a mate, I think you need to consider uh, who your mate will be, and uh, and hopefully that will work out. Uh, became a father in um, 1981 down here at Southern Ohio Medical Center. We were blessed uh, when Joel was born. That's uh, changed our lives forever. Um, but Joe Erica was born five years later, in '86 at the same location and uh, they're both faithful Christians they've, they've married Christians and I can't explain to you in words how blessed I am to have um, the children that I have and also uh, they've turned out fine And in, in spite of some mistakes I've made some things I would like to have changed uh, the way I raised our children they've turned out very well and I'm, I'm very lucky in that respect I feel um want to relate a story uh it's probably somewhat embarrassing but you know we try to look out for our kids and and um i know erica went away to lipscomb several years ago and i um i don't know i've got i've got some quirky things that most of you don't know about me but uh they they were constructing a bible building at the time and i i uh went down and I would check uh, their website and they had a webcam and you could check and see how the progress, how the building was going. And um, I watched that every every day. I'd check, click on there some, at some point and watch it. So one morning I wake up, of course it's not daylight yet, and I, I check the website uh, and it's it's like they are flames shooting out the window of the Bible building. I'm like, it's like halfway constructed and I'm like, in a panic, and I I uh, called a friend of mine. I, s- I said, check this website, and, you know, what do you think? And he um, he looked at it, and, and sure enough, he said, yeah, that building's on fire. So I got on. I looked up through online. I called Lipscomb Security because I thought, well, nobody's awake yet. It's about 6 in the morning. And uh, so he said, uh, so I called Lipscomb Security. I said, uh, sir, I said, I'm calling from Ohio, checking your website. I said, I think your uh, Bible building's on fire. He said, "Um, um, "No, it's not." He said, "I'm looking at it. It's not on fire." So uh, to explain, I'm not maybe as stupid as you think. That the rain—it was raining pouring very hard, and it rained on the on the lens of the on the uh, webcam camera, and uh, gave the illusion of flames coming out of the window. It was kind of kind of embarrassing for my daughter to explain that going around campus maybe uh, anyway, that's one of the things I've done um, that's uh, maybe I shouldn't have told that you I really normally am a little smarter than that but. Um, I've been fortunate with the job I have uh, whether knowingly or unknowingly I have several hundred kids per week or students per week uh, and many that I coach and I know uh, I'm a father figure to some of them uh, and I take that very seriously. Um, by the, I think it's very important uh, in any of us in that situation uh, to to watch exactly how we react, how we talk, and they, those things will come across to our to the kids that we're in, we're around. Now, I have a few other things I want to mention about about um, fatherhood. Um, now, check the definition of it in the dictionary, and the father. Uh, is a, a male parent of an offspring, and that is a, is a noun. And uh, the the sad thing about that is it it's far from the truth. Being a father, uh, we need to be be very active in our children's lives, and uh, that's a very uh, a high calling that we have. I look back in Deuteronomy chapter six, when the children of Israel have have come out of Egyptian bondage, and Moses is instructing those people before they go into the promised land. Uh, chapter 6, verse 4, it tells the importance of uh, teaching our children. And I really appreciate this congregation for the efforts that are made toward the children. But if you read Deuteronomy 6, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them upon your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Uh, We are responsible for our children and what they uh, become, uh, what they are taught. And we don't want to leave this up to uh, school, to their classmates, to TV or the internet or any other medium out there, uh, we need to take control of the situation. And I realize that sometimes uh, parents do things right, and still some things can go wrong. But but we need to do what what the scriptures teach and do the, the best that we can. At some point, they do make decisions on their own uh, that we may not have as much control of. But uh, we. We know that we they should be taught, uh, and we, and ju- not just teaching. Uh, we also need to live the ex- the example that we want them to see. Uh, our children can see us if we're phony and we don't live uh, what we what we talk about. They will see that quicker than probably we will ourselves. And I think it's uh, it, it is just uh, very important for us to uh, realize that our children learn. our our temperament, they learn their values, they learn unselfishness or selfishness from us, they learn about priorities, they learn prejudices and and various things, and we need to understand that they watch and everything that we say, we will make mistakes, but we need to make make sure that the effort is there. They also learn how to treat their mothers and how how a future wife should be treated. they will they will see if we respect our wives by the things we say to her, the way we react, and uh, I think that's a valuable lesson for our sons to to see, and for our daughters to see how they should be treated as they are as they get older, uh, the way that they need to see that the example that we show them as fathers. Um, it's no accident that when the scripture is covered up at the moment in Ephesians six, where we're, where we're told that we need to or it's written that we need to be able to, to instruct our children uh, the chapter before that and the last several verses about husbands and wives getting along and respecting one another and, and I think that's it, it's intentionally put that it's tied in together we can't have one without the other um, we need to teach our sons during a dating process uh, how to treat we need to go over that with how they need to treat their young uh, young dates and I know I had a discussion w- with Joel about this years ago um, and told him when he started a date you need to treat your date the way that you would like your younger sister be treated when she begins to date and uh, I don't know I guess I, I assume that went pretty well but one thing I remember later when his sister uh, Erica goes out on her date first date to the prom uh, Joel goes out and has a few words with the young man who was t- <laughs> escorting her to the prom. I don't know if he was offering up some street justice or what that discussion was, but I know there was a discussion that took place. I didn't ask any more questions, but um, there are, I want to, I got a few, couple more things to mention. Um, there, the, the thing that we can offer uh, besides teaching an example. Teaching and being an example to our young people, or to our children, is about time. We can, we need to give them time, spiritual time. We need to support them in our activities. I know that I have coached some kids six years in cross country and four years in track and never knew who their fathers were, never met them, and that's really, really pretty sad. Um, fatherhood. Uh, The time is important because it can be taken away at any time. Um, My college roommate lost his daughter in a tragic situation, and uh, we need to value every moment we have with our children. Uh, And the last thing I'll say is fatherhood is is permanent. Uh, I think it's God's plan for us to be fathers until the day we die. we, we need to understand we can go up in our, in our 50s, 60s, and 70s and mess up and and undo things we've spent an entire lifetime trying to build. So we need to be faithful until the end, until the last out is made, and until the buzzer goes off, or until we cross the finish line, to use some sports terminology. Uh, those are the things that we need to do until we take our last breath, Do the, be the best that we can be because that is God's plan. But I I thank you. I might have been a little long here. I apologize for that. But uh, I really thank you for the opportunity to speak and appreciate and love this congregation. Thank you.
1: Well, first of all, I hate being last. But I'm here, and there's three good ones in front of me. The greatest thing we have in our lives is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's here for us for everything. Your life, your family, your hopes, your dreams. And he says to you to reach out and ask, and it'll be yours. And I can sit here right now or stand here and tell you that when my darkest hours... Jamie talked me into doing that. And just being honest and sincere. And I did it. And he lifted off of me. The biggest weight. You could ever have. And it's never come back. I get up every day. And I feel great. I don't worry. My whole goal. Is to make it in heaven. With Christ. Of all the good people here. They're willing to help you. Of all the kids that are growing up in this good congregation there is a wonderful foundation laid here for this church to grow and grow and grow and fathers and mothers you work together all your lives to do the best you can for your kids but bringing them here to this church is the greatest thing you can do when they know the lord jesus christ and even though if it takes several years it'll be with them forever And sometimes it takes a while for that to all come around because you gotta grow up. You don't get this very quick. It's a learning process. Like being a dad, it's a learning process. And I could probably be better at it now than I was then because they taught me a bunch of things. But my kids are like the golden prize. They're always there for me no matter what I ask of them. they're there. And through some of the hardest times I've had, it wasn't rush here and do this or rush here and do that. It was was kind of quiet and they just come in and give you a hug. Is there anything you want? The small things. But I know in my heart and in my soul if I asked them of anything they'd be there. And that's what makes a dad Be so great. And it's like looking at our Heavenly Father. He will do this for all of us also. Ask Him, He will be there. Search Him, He'll reach out to you. That's His whole plan. He wants us all to be with Him. I don't know really why, but He did. Well, it's all didn't He. (laughs) But we have a chance to grow and do better. And it is a hard process. And some of us will take years and years getting there. But that's the whole goal. That's the reward. To spend eternity with our Lord Jesus Christ. I don't fear. I don't hurt. I look ahead. And I'd ask each and every one of you to do the same thing. Rejoice in your Lord. Be here. Meet with the fellow people here in this church. It's the greatest thing you can do. Because if you have this congregation with you, you can do anything. It is awesome. And I love each and every one of you very dearly. You've been a huge support. And you're there for everybody. And I love you and thank you for that. Remember the Lord Jesus Christ. His Father sent him here. So we would all have a chance at eternal life. That is a huge, huge thing. And if you don't think so, think about Adam taking Isaac up to the mountaintop and laying him on top of that altar and not knowing what was going to be next. And I've thought about that, and I'm telling you, I don't think I could lay any one of my three girls on an altar like that. It'd test me to the bottom of my quick, let me tell you. But they did it, and the Lord provided, and he'll provide for us. God bless you all for being here and may the work of this church continue on as God is overseeing it and leading each and every one of us. And with the good elders we have and the plans are laid out there, this church will grow and prosper and be a great place for all of us. Thank you.